Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Grown Up Kids. This episode is sponsored by Hey We Know You, Steph Arps. Thanks, Steph. Thank you very much for supporting us and for being a guest on the show. Yeah. A couple times, right? I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined again by another person we know, (laughs) Jocelyn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) Good to have you back as always. Yeah. So today we're going to discuss The Littlest Outlaw, which was a surprisingly cute movie. Or as our friend called it, The Little Bandit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was joking the whole time he was saying that, but then he was he was like, why didn't you correct me? And I'm like, oh, I thought you were making fun of it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Nope. The Littlest Outlaw. Alrighty, so it's time for the 30 second Disney Dash. I don't have one written. You're winging it for the first time? Not for the first time. Wing it! But it's going to be really bad. Okay, well, I'll go first, because I always do. Okay. I think I'll be okay with this one, maybe. (laughs) On your mark. Get set. Go. Okay, so we have Conquistador, the jumping horse, uh, and he ends up doing really well, but he can't get the last jump, so then the little girl wants to practice with him, but then he gets thrown off, and then Pablito takes him away because they tell him to put the horse down, and then he's just on the run, he's a little outlaw, and he takes the, he takes Conquistador all over the place, and then finally winds up back at home, and the girl's all better, and the horse is now Pablito's. 27. Well done. Well done. Well done. (laughs) All right, I, I will go next. All right. Alrighty. On your mark, get set, go. All right, Pablito is a young boy in Mexico who works with his stepfather, Chato, for General Torres. He loves Conquistador, the general's horse, but that gets him in trouble when he has to save the horse by running away with it. So they're getting chased everywhere, and then they finally make it back into a bull ring where they finally make the, ju- the high jump and save the day, and he winds up with Conquistador in the end. 20! I like it. All right. Nice. That was good. I'm really nervous. Like, I actually get severe anxiety when I don't have it written down. Well, are you ready? But it's only 30 seconds and then it'll be over. Ready? I believe in you. No. Set. (laughs) Go. There's a little boy named Pablito, and he works with this horse conquistador. He's a show horse, and everybody loves him until he can't do a jump because he's abused, and then he hurts some dude's daughter, and then they want to put him down, but Pablito runs away with him, and he goes all over the place, and he tries to hide in a church, and Chato, his stepfather, chases after him everywhere. But in the end, Conquistador gets to hang out with Pablito for the rest of time, and it's all good. <laughs> See? Isn't doing the ending hard? Yeah. Yeah. 24 seconds. All right. Sweet. Sweet. Alrighty, so some history on The Littlest Outlaw. It was a live-action film produced by Walt, uh, released by Buena Vista Distribution on December 22nd of 1955. Um, it was written by Larry Landsberg, who wrote the story, and then Bill Walsh wrote the screenplay, but a little background on Larry Landsberg. He'd been at the studios for approximately 10 years when he submitted the story 
for The Littlest Outlaw. Um, at the time, Larry had directed several short films for Disney, though they were mostly simple stories about animals. Bill Walsh took the story and expanded the treatment of it into a screenplay, and then Landsberg was brought on as a producer for it so that he could make sure that they kept true to the story. Um, the entire film was shot in Mexico, mostly around San Miguel Allende. Maybe. Sounds good to me. Uh, and they had a bilingual English-Spanish cast. So because of this, the film was shot twice, once in English and once in Spanish. And then that m made it enabled to be released directly into Spanish-speaking markets without the usual dubbing process. Um, it received mildly critic critical reception. Variety spoke well of Andre Velasquez, who played Pablito. But most critics dismissed the film as a routine affair. I can see that. I, I can I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a cute story, but it's not anything super special. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do now, because you stole all my fun facts and your history. Sorry. Sorry. I'm serious. Pretty much. But I'll try. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Disneyland Records issued a 78 RPM story record in 1955, I think for this film. Um, with Disney voice talent Cliff Edwards telling the story as Jiminy Cricket. So, <laughs> The Littlest Outlaw told by Jiminy Cricket. Interesting. <laughs> All right. No problem. You told that fun fact. But there, you've got more details in here. That's All right. true. All right. So, The Littlest Outlaw started out as an original idea by Larry Landsberg, as Meg said. Um, in the time that he worked for Disney, it was like 10 years, he developed a specialty in stories involving animals, which is probably why he was with Disney, because almost of. everything has to do with animals. Um, he directed a lot of shorts like Stormy the Thoroughbred, Beauty and the Bull, and then a few years later he won two Academy Awards for a short film and a documentary about animals. So Disney said, yes, go ahead, I'm giving you the green light to do this Littlest Outlaw idea. Um, and then screenplay was by Bill Walsh, another longtime Disney hand who would go on to land an Oscar nomination for writing and producing Mary Poppins. Nice. Yes. So we got some good people on board here. Yeah, that's awesome. So Larry Landsberg's experience with, like, documentary, like, naturalism helped The Littlest Outlaw with some of its, like, atmospheric effects, especially in the bullfighting scenes. Um, these were singled out by many critics for their authentic feel, even if the critics otherwise thought the movie was pretty lukewarm, like you said. I don't like the bullfighting scenes. I know. <laughs> it makes me nervous and sad. I understand they're authentic, but I just don't like it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting. It, it was exciting. I don't, know, I don't know if I, like, I would totally, like, if I was there in person... Oh, I would, like, be cringing. I'd be, like, covering my eyes. Yeah. But from, you know, the safety of, of my room watching, <laughs> I, I was I, I was cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was definitely, like, you're on the edge of your seat. I know. I was oh, like, what are these guys doing? Like, why do they think that's a good idea? <laughs> tradition, <laughs> man. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's some, there's some, well, sorry, just to go along okay. with, like, the bullfighting, there's some... Um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's like, not only is it tradition, but there is, it's some kind of, like, almost like a character test 
for both the bull and the matador. Okay. And it's like, so like you have to be like a certain, I think you have to be like a certain type of person Mm. to really be able to get involved with it. I could be wrong. Interesting. No, I mean, that makes sense. It's a test of yourself, I guess. I don't get it, but you know. (laughs) Um, So the film was filmed in, the film was filmed? This movie, this picture, was filmed in Technicolor on location in Mexico, as Meg said. And I want to call out again how cool it is that they didn't use dubbing. The whole cast is bilingual, so they shot it twice. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. Has that ever been done before? I don't know. Might be a first. Yeah. So it did receive mixed reviews. Uh, The New York Times said it was often hackneyed. Which I did look up and now I forgot the meaning of. And much more for kids than adults. I think hackneyed means like cheap shots. Just kind of like... Got it. Like cliche, tropes, that kind of thing. Thank you. I swear I looked it up and then it just went out of my head. (laughs) Um, But Variety, I think Meg called out too, called it um, very moving and full of genuine heart tug. And for Andres Velasquez. Andre Velasquez. The trade paper declared his performance has seldom been equaled by a child thesp. So, and I agree. I think he did a very good job, especially in the scenes that were, like, emotional. Like, he made himself look sad. Like, horribly sad. Not just, like, fake crying sad, but, like, genuinely sad. He had, like, that haunted look in his eye, like he was troubled. (sighs) Yeah. I'm down with him. Poor Pablito. Or probably oh. It all worked out in the end. In the end, Meg, they got them. True. <laughs> Alrighty, so our characters. First up is General Torres. Oops. I guess these. <laughs> oh, that's you. <laughs> Cover my coffee, just sneezing all over the place. I did not. I looked mm-hmm. away. Okay, so General Torres. Um, he is the owner of Conquistador, the horse. Uh, Peblito and his stepfather work for General Torres. Um, like manage the horses, right? Yes. He has quite a feisty daughter, and I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so in the beginning of the movie, he kind of seems like a little bit of a piece of work. Um, well, he's a general, you know? He is, and yeah. I think that he very much is just, like, stuck in that role, so even at home, he kind of brings it home, even though he doesn't necessarily mean to. Um, but his daughter keeps him in check, mm-hmm. and definitely calls him out on it, which is awesome. He even says that, like, I didn't mean to yell at you, I'm usually by soldiers and horses, and she's like, well, I'm not a soldier or a horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> um, but then, he, like, definitely redeems himself at the end, whenever... Mm-hmm. He, well, first of all, he calls off the chase on Peblito and Conquistador. He said, no, they've been pursued long enough, just let them be. But then Peblito brings Conquistador back home, uh, but General Torres lets Peblito have him, mm-hmm. which is nice, because I'm yeah. sure horses are not cheap. That and, like, none of those people cared as much about any of those horses yeah. as that kid cared about this one horse. You I know. know. Like, it was just, they had a connection. Yeah. Chato. Well, I, I loved how, um, right before, right before, uh, Pablito brought Conquistador back, General, I like, General Torres, he's describing the bolt, like, the bullfight 
with Conquistador, because, like, to his daughter and mm-hmm. his aide, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was just so animated about it. And you could tell how much he had been, like, how excited he had been that Conquistador could finally do the high yeah. Could finally do the high jump. And he was like, oh, it was the highest jump I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, it was like 14 feet. Like, it was, oh, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a little kid in a candy shop talking about that. He really was. <laughs> um, so next up we have Chato. Chato. Who is this? Chato. I can't remember. The stepfather. Pablito's stepfather. Oh, I don't like him. No, he was a big jerk the whole time. Um, that's all, that's that. all you need to say. He was rude to I mean, First of all, he gives a bad name for stepfathers because they don't, they're not always horrible. And yeah. he comes across as like the stereotypical horrible stepfather. You know what I mean? Kind mm-hmm. of like the evil stepmother in Cinderella, <laughs> but yeah. the evil stepfather. He just was not nice. He clearly didn't care about Peblito or his feelings. He definitely didn't care about Conquistador. Um, he was going to kill Conquistador. I mean, I know that that was the general's orders, but, like, still, he didn't even... First of all, it's your fault that the horse wouldn't jump. Mm-hmm. And yeah. second, like, clearly your stepson is upset over this. Like, try and show him some compassion of some sort. I don't... He was evil. Yeah. There was actually, there was actually a scene... And the first time I watched the movie, I didn't really notice it. And I thought, it's, um, after, it's after he injured, like, he injures Conquistador. Like, he first uses the nails. Mm-hmm. And Pablito's in, in his bed, and, and Chato's talking to him, and he's very, he's got, like, this very calm, very soothing voice. The first time I watched, I didn't really pay attention. I, I listened more to the tone. Of his voice, not so much what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, like, he actually kind of has, like, this, like, this hidden side. No, lies. The second time I watched it, oh, I actually listened to what he was saying. And it made everything worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was basically like, you don't want me to kill the horse, right? Well, then you're not going to say anything. And that soothing tone just then became, like, this pit in my stomach that said, run, run away as fast as you can. Yeah. Yeah, Katie was like... He's blackmailing his stepson, basically. Like, it's sad. And here's a little Pablito. At first he thinks, like, his stepfather's like, you know what happens if you tell, right? And he's like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, basically, you know, it kind of sounded like he was going to get whooped if he, you know, said something. But he was just like, I don't Mm -hmm. care. Like, you know, I'm going to do what's right. And then he's like, well, how about the horse? You know, anything can happen to a horse. I'll break its leg. And then instantly Pablito was like, Okay, okay, like, I won't say anything. Which just, like, shows how much he cares about this. Yeah. About Conquistador. And care shows how manipulative Chato yes. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, even even the uh, General Torres' daughter picked up on that. Yeah. She's like, what, Quick. Like, what's wrong with Conquistador? And he's like, I can't say anything because Chato's right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Real quick. Yes. Chato, Dermstring. General Torres, I'm stuck between Slytherin and Gryffindor. I think Slytherin. What I was going to say with Gryffindor is he's, like, very quick to act without thinking. So is Slytherin. But more so Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor, or he's just like, the horse is bad! Kill it! You know? <laughs> he's acting on emotion instantly. I don't know. I'm stuck. 
I, I feel like he's a like primary Slytherin, secondary Gryffindor. Like yeah. he definitely ha he definitely gives off vibes for both, but I think especially because he like with the strategizing that would come from being a general, I think that might slightly outweigh the the rash outbursts that he gives from his emotions. I agree. I like it's it. It's a good good description. Uh, next up is little Peblito the Hufflepuff, in my opinion. <laughs> Huffledore. <laughs> yeah. I Huffledore. second that. Yeah, Huffledore. Um, he... Is adorable. Yes. He loves Conquistador. He will clearly do anything for this horse to make sure that he gets better from his injury, avoids his stepfather. I mean, this kid goes on quite an adventure, especially for his age, like, alone. I mean, he goes, like, two towns over in a train, just gets off, has no idea where he is, <laughs> and figures it out. Runs into two crazy homeless dudes, gets out of there. <laughs> Somehow weasels his way out of that situation. Dude, that part was insane. Yeah, it was a little weird. They were, like, yeah. they looked crazed. But did you notice everywhere he went, he always said, this is the general's horse, he was so honest. I know. He was basically leaving all of the breadcrumbs. Yeah. And I just wanted him to stop. I just, I just <laughs> want to be like, Pablito, just say it's your horse. It's okay. Just say it's your horse. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't. I was going to say something I can't remember. Oh, I thought it was so sweet. Like, he was just so determined to keep this horse away from the general, away from, like, you know, dying, essentially. When he's with the priest, and the priest is like, he, you know, what do you, you can't take care of a horse. Like he's sick. He's not even eating because he's sick. Like you don't, you don't know what to do. And he's like, I, I, I'll just, I'll figure it out. I don't know. I'll get him the medicine somehow. Like he was just so determined to do whatever he could, even though he's like what eight? I don't know, ten? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So lastly is conquistador. Second to last is Conquistador, <laughs> um, who is, as we know, the horse of General Torres. Uh, he is a sh uh, jumping horse. So, and like people seemed to know that right away from looking at him. They're like, oh, does he jump? And then Pablito would just be like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he'd lie about that, but he'd be like, no, he isn't, but he's the general's horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Conquistador gets injured, Pablito takes care of him, but then he is all good in the end. Good for that horse, just like, alright, I'm gonna follow this kid, I don't really know what's happening, I don't feel too good, but, you know, we'll keep going. Katie, he got, go ahead, he got beat up pretty bad. I know. I yeah, Katie and I were wondering, we're like, how do they make a horse limp? Yeah, how'd they make him limp? Hmm. You can't tell a horse limp. Hey, pretend you're injured. Right. Like, he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm really curious about that. Also when, also, when he gets, what was it, he got kicked? He got kicked by the bull when they were at, like, the bull, like, yeah. training ground. Yeah. And then he went running he went running off to no man's land. Yeah. And then got sold by gypsies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, quite a night. But but not the but not his um 
not the bridle. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled the right. horse, kept the bridle. How weird. Random. Where would we put the horse? I'm just gonna say he's cool enough to live in the Forbidden Forest. I agree. He could handle it. He could. He could. If he went through all that with some acromantulas. No big deal. No big deal. Yep. Alright, lastly, added by Jocelyn. And uh, we should have had him on the list, so thank you for adding him. Well, I couldn't remember who he was, but then when she typed his name, I think I remember who he was. Padre? Was it the priest? He's the priest. Okay. See? Now I remember. But at the moment, I was like, I don't know who this is, so I'm going to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> Padre, shout out to that dude. Very humble. Very humble. Very, very nice Accepting. to Pablito. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. easygoing. Very wise. Helpful. Ravenclaw. A mm. raven puff. A raven puff. I like it. Or a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I'm not sure which one he is more of, but... I like him. I mean, he played a huge role. Yeah. He really <gasps> Sorry, did. guys, I'm yawning. Um, he did, because he ended up getting Conquistador and Pablito reunited. And... He just watches Pablito and Conquistador right off into the night. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like that Padre offers his advice and good advice, but he kind of lets Pablito figure it out on his own. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he's not strict, but he's like, he's like the little voice whispering in the background. He's a conscience. And then eventually Pablito realizes, like, the advice he's been given is right. Yeah. You know, and like he'll eventually yeah. come back or whatever, but I like him a lot. No more yawning. I know it's late, but come on. <laughs> Shout out to his cool car just and the fact that he had a song to go yes. along with his car. Yeah. I love how he just like beat on it too. Like he got so fed up with it, he just like started ripping things off of it. And then they're just like, eh, screw it, we're going on foot. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Alright, so our favorite character slash scenes up next. Favorite character is Pablito. Because he's just so cute. And he just wants to do the right thing. And I like that. Favorite scene? (laughs) Favorite scene is when Pablito first takes Conquistador away and he's you better at the, not steal mine he's at the barber no you're gonna steal mine <laughs> <laughs> and you just see the horse's butt and then this <laughs> drunk guy walks by and he runs into it and goes excuse me senorita <laughs> we laughed so hard oh my god oh uh, it was so good so that's definitely my favorite scene Hmm. I'll go next. Okay. Uh, favorite character, definitely the Padre. He was just, I thought, he, I just loved his sense of humor. Yeah, he was uh, funny. Especially when he did his whole, like, half internal monologue where he's like, how do I know that there's never been a church, like a horse in the church? Like, have I, I haven't been around, like, maybe way long ago there have been. Yeah. I, 
definitely know this church. Um, favorite scene? Um, well, I mean, I'll definitely second the, you know, the barbershop. <laughs> that was great. Uh, favorite scene was probably... Probably at the end, like, at the end of the bullfight, when Chato gets, like, caught Taken by... Away. He he gets caught by the guys that he owes money to and, like, yeah. runs away from them. And they run after, like... It's so wow. satisfying. It, it really is so satisfying. Yeah. I agree. That's a got, good one. Got, Chato! <laughs> you guys stole literally everything I was going to say, but between the two of you. So my favorite character is Padre because I love how he just, like, sorts through a problem out loud. Like, his thought process is exactly my thought process because I'll get from A to Z, like, very weirdly, you know? I'll be like A, D, B, you know, all the way to P and then O, and then it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how he like has to talk it out, like you said. Like, how do I know there's not a horse? And like, you know, a horse—not a horse, but like an ox and the sheep—they were allowed to be by like baby Jesus. So why not a horse? <laughs> and then when he like goes to pray after he like, you know, sort of fibbed or lied, he's like, "I don't feel bad. I didn't do a bad thing. I didn't. I didn't really lie. Oh, but but I kind of did this." So, I, I don't know. And then, like, when he would give his blessings, sometimes he'd be like, blah, 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 and just, like, wave his oh hand. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> Whenever he blessed the gypsy's journey, he was just like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I like him. Uh, and then favorite scene, yeah. I mean, the horse butt. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. It was just so random and so great. Like... It was needed. It was like that little Disney spark in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what makes me love a movie. When you have those silly, quirky things that just come out of nowhere. Yep. I'll instantly like the movie a thousand times more. Mm-hmm. Least favorite? All right. Least favorite. Chato. For obvious reasons. Uh, least favorite scene. Sorry, Jocelyn, but the bullfighting just bums me <laughs> out. It just bummed me out. Especially because, like, it got injured. The bull? I got sad. Yeah, yeah the bull got injured. It's mm. true. Poor bull. It was exciting to watch. It was just sad. No, I, I can see that. Jocelyn. Um, least favorite... Probably Chato. I mean, I like I liked him as a villain just because he was like I loved yeah. watching him fall into his debt, like getting more and more desperate. It yeah. just made him like much more interesting of a character. But I mean, he was the bad guy, so right. I'm not gonna really like him. Uh, least favorite scene was actually the train, the train scene, because the whole point, like the whole point, was that after you know after Pablito said this is the general. This is General Torres's horse. He goes and he's like, "Hey, like, I know where the I know where the horse is. We're going to we're going to San Juan or like San Miguel. You're gonna come meet us there, and you're gonna bring my reward money." And they go to the train station. Like, they get to the train station, and the guy gets off, and he's like, "To to do the whole like get the reward money," and then the train immediately takes off, and I'm just like. 
in what situation would you not plan <laughs> to make sure that the train stays still long enough to get the horse off the train? Right. Yeah. Right. Instead, it's, it's like a, a third, like, it really was a 30 second train dash. Yep. <laughs> like, it was. It really was. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, my least favorite character is also Chato because I don't appreciate how he treats his stepson and I don't appreciate how he treated the horse. I'm glad it backfired on him. Mm-hmm. You know, his plan didn't work. Conquistador wasn't having it, but I feel bad that, you know, he was scarred for a little bit. But he got over it <coughs> with the right encouragement. Um, least favorite scene, probably any scene where little Pablito got those little tears in his eyes. <laughs> Oh yeah, my god. So sad. That this kid sad. just wanted to save this horse. We just love the horse so much. But now they're best buddies forever. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. It makes yes. me think of that little short cartoon. Can't remember which um, package film it was in, but the one with the kid and then the donkey with the wings. <gasps> oh, oh. Yep. Yeah. That's what makes me think What's of it? it's like a real life version of that. Was it three caballeros? Was that that was one of was that one of the like the strange bird? It might oh, have, I think like, so. On the pro, like on the projector screen. Yeah, it might have I been from so. three caballeros. The three caballeros. Sorry. Don't ever apologize. We love that movie. I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm like, man, that was so like watching that was so long ago. It really was. Yeah. That was, like, in the grown-up kid's infancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what we took away from it. So, have you ever heard of people who, like, just don't understand how people can love animals like humans? Yes, I don't, yeah. I don't understand, I can't comprehend that thought process. I don't know that thought process. But all those people need to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from Pablito. Learn from Pablito how to love animals. Um, you should always care about animals just as much as you care about people. I mean, they have feelings, they have thoughts, they feel pain just like us, they feel joy just like us. And I think that this showed that because Pablito was able to gain Conquistador's trust enough to make him overcome that fear, right? And that's pretty... Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And on top of that, even not just domestic animals, but other animals help the world go the way it's supposed to go, even down to little bees, which you wouldn't think you need to care about, but you really do. They're officially endangered, guys, and I'm so sad about it. Yeah. It's not good. It's not little, good. The little bumblebees <clears throat> are officially endangered. Oh. Uh-huh. Bumblebees I'm okay flowers. with, but not... I went on a raft. I went on a like a rafting camping trip. There were a lot of there were a lot of wasps. Oh, I'm okay. Wasps. I'm okay. I'm okay. If wasps if are not good. Away. Yeah, wasps, wasps are, are no bueno. But bumblebees pollinate the earth. That's they don't true. sting. They just pollinate, and they're fuzzy and they're adorable. Yep. So plant flowers for them because yeah. they are dying. Be an advocate. Mm-hmm. That's my soapbox for the episode. It has nothing to do with Conquistador, but... <laughs> it did. My relations. It did. Take care of your animals. It works. Yeah. Take care of your animals and know that 
they can form bonds with you just like you fond a you form a bond with a friend. I mean, they trust you like you trust a friend. It's the same relationship. I've probably said this before. My cat is one of my honest-to-God best friends. I can't imagine life without him, and I don't ever want to think about it. He is the sweetest little boy, and... We have a connection, and it's like I yeah. can't explain it, you know? Yep. I understand you, Pablito, and Conquistador. <laughs> yep. I got... I'm going to talk about Shadow again. Um, don't cheat to get, like, don't cheat to try to get ahead. Yeah. Because yeah. his his whole thing was, he bet on, he bet on the horse, which was, like, initially was fine, but because he tried to, like, skip, like, use scare tactics, like, pain, like, physically painful scare tactics to get the horse to actually jump, mm-hmm. it backfired in set, like, I mean, like, that that was the thing that kick-started the whole, like, the whole movie. Right. The whole adventure. And he just kept going further and further down his little spiral of desperation that you don't even really recognize him I by know. the end. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's what I got. Don't like lose that. yourself to, or in order to get more. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I'm going to take away how important it is to... Be an honest and just person. I'm going to pump up some Hufflepuffs here for a second. So, Pablito, I know he shouldn't have just kept telling everybody that it was the general's horse. However, he was so honest the whole time. Help found him whenever he needed it. He was mm-hmm. in a terrible situation. He could have starved. He could have been kidnapped by those homeless guys. He could. I mean, a number of things could have happened while this kid's traveling these towns. But he's just very honest, very loving towards Conquistador, and things worked out for him. So, like, along with what Jocelyn was saying, don't cheat. Live your life. Be a good person. Good things come to you. Yep. Karma. Karma. Good karma. Yes. All right. Anybody have anything else to add before I get into our Disney memory? Nope. Nope. No. No, I think I think we I think we covered that pretty well. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I'll say that I really did enjoy this movie. Same. And I didn't think mm-hmm. I was going to. Same. And it was cute. <laughs> In case you guys haven't caught on, I usually think I'm not gonna enjoy any of these movies. <laughs> meaning the live actions, just because like that's not my thing. Right. I normally do not I would never drift to a movie like this and put it in of my own free will. Um, I would pick an animated film over one of these any day because I'm all about the animation. Um, But that's why we're doing this podcast. I did put it in and I did watch it. And this one I did happen to like. Um, It was cute. It was short and and sweet. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, if people ever think that I just, like, hate all the movies, but that's not, that's not it. Like, I'm honestly just giving you, I'm giving you my honest review of the movie. Would I sit down and watch this another time? Probably this one. Would I sit down and watch 
the sword and the rose another time. No, I wouldn't. And I'm not going to lie to you and tell you <laughs> to go and watch that movie a million times if I hated it. Go, go watch it once. <laughs> There's usually a reason if I fall asleep during a movie because it really doesn't interest me. Um, or, you know, she had a hard day at work. It's normally because I just don't like the movie, though. <laughs> and this podcast is about being honest about that, so... Yeah. Just so everybody We want to be transparent. I'm not going to lie to you and get you pumped up for all these movies if they're not all good. Because as I'm learning in this podcast, in my <laughs> opinion, not everything Walt touches is gold. I always assumed that it was before I did this. And maybe in the animation realm, everything is gold. But I don't think it is in the live action realm of Disney movies. But there might be someone yeah. out there who like really digs all the yeah. live actions, and you do you, because some of these are really cool. Little Outlaw, yeah, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just my little I... soapbox. Your second soapbox. PSA for the day. <laughs> I t I totally support that PSA because I I feel you there. There are definitely some live actions that Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad like I'm glad that I watched it to say that I watched it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm not planning on going like I'm not planning on going back of my own free will. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean I love how it's yeah. enriching my Disney knowledge and history. Definitely. And actually mm -hmm. I have to say, um, these movies, I believe that they will have come out before this, but, like, we just watched Davy. Well, Davy Crockett's already out. Um, we watched Westward Ho the Wagons, which I think comes out after this yeah, in a does. couple of weeks. And it's making me really understand parts of the park that I didn't... I mean, like, Frontierland is Frontierland, but, like, did you know that Westward Ho the Wagons is in there? I didn't. But oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Food stand. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Just connected with me. And I mean, like, <laughs> I didn't know what the connection of Pecos Bill was until we watched those earlier movies. I didn't. Casey's Corner. Yeah, I mean, like, Casey's that's Corner. the kind of stuff that I'm appreciating and getting from these more so than anything because yeah. I'm a parks person. Uh, so being able to fully understand where all of that inspiration comes from for the parks is, like, something that I'm really enjoying. So. I agree. Yep. Disney memory. Disney memory. <laughs> so this one comes from Monica Zhang. That sounds right. I did my best. Um, at the end of 2017, I went with my husband to Disneyland, and as usual, we ended our day with Fantasmic. It was my first time watching it since it was refurbished, and I was looking forward to seeing the new changes. There's one segment in the beginning of the show where Mickey Mouse walks up the steps and then stops in the center. He raises his right hand, then the left, and then sparklers shoot out from his fingers. I've seen clips online and seen instances, instances where the sparklers either don't come out or they are delayed. That's what that's supposed to say. I typed it wrong. But during this show, they were executed perfectly. And I don't know why, but some sense of what I like to call childlike wonderment came over me and I just clapped so hard. I just felt like in a live show, anything could go wrong, but I've never seen anything in a Disney performance be lacking in magic or perfection. I know the cast and crew of Disney work hard to create magic for the guests and I will never get tired of witnessing the magic in front of me. Thank you so much for having a brilliant and fantastic podcast. Childlike wonderment. That I is a that. perfect description of 
how I feel about Disney on a regular basis. But I totally get it. Like, sometimes, like, when I watch Festival of Fantasy, mm-hmm. can't handle it. Something happens or, like, yep. it just sparks in you. And you're just, like, enraptured. You're just enamored in the moment. You're just there. And you're, you know. Disney does doesn't that matter well. what age you are. Yeah. And I have to say that I like to compare Disney and Universal. I do this all the time. It's just my thing. Because I'm a huge Universal fan and I'm a huge Disney fan, but for Mm -hmm. very different reasons. Um, I mean, everybody knows here that we're huge Harry Potter fans and Universal holds the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Who's Harry Potter? I think he's like a wizard or something. I'm not sure. But Universal holds the rights, obviously. And that section in Universal, to me, is like the best thing that anybody has ever done. I'm looking forward to seeing Pandora, which we're going to be doing soon. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, we will have been there and seen it, so that's exciting. Um, And I've heard that it rivals, in terms of detail and everything, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But what Disney does well, in my opinion, is shows and parades better than Universal, hands down. Universal's okay. parades blow. <laughs> to be <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I mean, I love them for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Entertainment though is lacking. Yeah. Again, except in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but right. parades at Disney, firework shows at Disney, Fantasmic. Um, I've never seen Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom, but I really want to. I've heard that it's beautiful, but it's not anything like Fantasmic or Happily Ever After. Um, I mean, Disney just does. (laughs) Disney just does something right when it comes to shows and parades. Like, yeah, Festival Fantasy is my. It's my jam. It's my favorite thing ever. I mean, that's like a must-do every time we go to Magic Kingdom. And we usually will watch it twice. We'll watch it at the beginning of the parade route, and then we'll run to the end of the parade route and watch it again, because that's how much we love that parade. Um, They just do it right. And, yeah, Childlike Wonderment, like, seriously, staring staring at that Rapunzel float in Festival of Fantasy... Usually I cry when I watch that parade. <laughs> Usually I cry when I watch the fireworks. Yep. Yeah. So. People yeah. get it. I agree. And I love whenever we find people who just understand that joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, not, honestly, a lot of people don't. I'm sure people at my work are like, God, you're going there again. And I'm like, right. yeah. Because so. there's a difference between, like, there's people who can enjoy it, and then there's people who very much enjoy it on a different level. Like, it's not just, yeah, I'm that a was fun. I'm a different level. You know? And I know that I'm a different level. Yeah, I'll admit to and it. And I embrace it. You know what we are? We're grown-up grown up kids. kids. <laughs> just <laughs> can't bustle. Yeah. But thank that you, That was an Monica. excellent segue right there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Monica, you, Monica, for sharing your Disney I love memory. that. I, we didn't get to see Phantasmic Fantas- in Disneyland, but we've seen it at Disney World. Mm-hmm. I know I've heard I, it's better in Disneyland, but... We'll go back. Yeah. It, well... Yes, I mean I've like I've seen it I've seen it on from on both coasts. And there's just so there's just something seating seating wise Florida like Disney World trumps seating wise just because they actually have the amphitheater. 
But there's just something magical about having the Mark Twain come around Rivers of America. Mm-hmm. And there are all the characters. Yeah, that has to be really cool. We gotta do it. We should do it. We had we other sip. priorities. I know, but we'll do yeah. it while we sip mint juleps and eat beignets. Yes, because that's the bomb. Oh, yeah. So, if you would like to have your Disney memory featured on the show, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It could be anything Disney-related. It could be a good memory. It could be a tragic, not tragic, <laughs> uh, a different memory where maybe, you know, we just had some in a, a future episode that's coming out where, like, a vacation didn't start off quite the way that you would think. Um, anything that's Disney related, you know, we'll read it. We want to hear about it because we've all had all these different experiences with it. So send it our way and we will be sure to read it on a future episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Jocelyn, for joining us again. We appreciate it. Oh yeah. We appreciate all your knowledge. You're always knowledgeful (laughs) and amazing. Yes. Oh, thanks. You guys are like, it's so much fun doing this with you guys because <laughs> you ha- you have so much fun doing it. Yeah, it's and a that blast. makes it fun. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. We try, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the fun person. This is our Disney outlet because we're not there all the time, you know. So like, yeah. this is our way to be nerds about Disney. Mm-hmm. So it's a good it's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, grown-up kids. Grown-up kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, so make sure that you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on all the different social media platforms. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. You can also join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Pod to gain access to the Extra Magic Hours podcast. If you head on over to our Facebook discussion group, I've also posted a document with our comprehensive list of movies that we're going to be watching along with availability to be on the show. So if you're interested in doing what Jocelyn did with us today, you can go find that list, see if anything's available that you'd want to be on, comment, email us, or message us what movies you're interested in, and we'll get you on. And we have to reiterate, you don't have to know us. You don't have to know us, and you don't have to have ever seen the movie before, because... I mean, you this have to watch was, it before we record. But. Right. Watch it before we record. <laughs> but, like, this was the first time that we'd ever seen The Littlest Outlaw. So right. feel free to have it be your first time watching the movie as well. The Littlest Outlaw was a big hit. <sighs> yep. So thank you so much for listening. And make sure to watch The Great Locomotive Chase ahead of next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I annoying sometimes? Never. <laughs> And don't forget, adults are only kids growing up anyway. All come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.